Welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? has been sick for the past week. Sick children always activates my medical trauma. And I have intrusive thoughts of worst case scenarios. My training as a nurse backfires because I can imagine every possible complication. (laughs) I become hypervigilant, stressed out. My nervous system is dysregulated. I don't sleep. It's always difficult for me every time they're sick. And the middle of the night is always the hardest. When Torin was born, shortly after his birth, he had a respiratory arrest that he required resuscitation for. And I will always remember the way he looked in my eyes. He was on my chest and he lifted his newborn head and looked in my eyes and I heard him yell, help me mom, help me mom, in my mind. And I started to notice he had retractions between his ribs and he was grunting with his breaths. And I brought it to the attention of the midwife And sure enough, he became very, very sick. And so every time he's sick now, it is a respiratory illness. And this time, again, he woke up early in the morning saying, I can't breathe. Help me, Mom. I can't breathe. And of course, I'm right back in that moment with his little newborn self on my chest. One of the nights this week, I don't know which one because they're a blur, when he was lying with me in bed, burning up with fever, making little gurgle noises when he was breathing. And I was deep in my trauma. I started to pray the Hail Mary because I know that the women of my family have said that prayer over their rosaries, over sick, sick babies for hundreds of years. And I knew that in praying that particular prayer, invoking that particular magic, I was linking my hands with my grandmothers, grandmothers, grandmothers. And they are who I wanted with me in the middle of the night. And as I fervently said, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed are thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us now and in the hour of our death. Over and over and over. I started to feel not only my grandmothers, 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 but I started to feel the mothers at sick bedsides all over the world in that very moment. Not only was I linked through the mantle of the mother's robe wrapped around me and my child to my ancestors, but I was linked to every other mother praying spoken or unspoken prayers at the bedside of her children. And then I found myself linked to all the women at the bedside of their own mothers, their grandmothers, their sisters, their spouses, their partners, praying prayers spoken and unspoken. I felt myself a chain in this incredible web of connection of women who stay who stay in the suffering who don't turn away who endure the pain and fear of love I know that men do this too and that gender has nothing to do with it But being that I am a woman and a mother, that is who I felt connected to, women and mothers who stay. No one wants the pain of love, the loss, the grief, the terror of loss. No one wants to count breaths of sick children or watch the rise and fall of last breaths of their loved ones. No one wants to be the eyes that the suffering look into pleading for help. But that is the price of love. A love that stays. A love that endures discomfort and doesn't run. And that night, I felt the tidal force of that love. I felt held by it. I felt as though I belonged to it. And I felt proud to be someone who was willing to stay. I am very relieved to report to you today that our son is much improved pretty much back to his normal self and now I'm left with exhaustion (laughs) and huge relief if you are imagining people in your own life who you've stayed for I want to thank you Thank you for being someone who stays, 
who doesn't run from pain and loss and grief, who is a steadfast presence, who is an anchor for the great mantle of love. If you are imagining situations where you ran and wished you would have stayed, I forgive you from the place of a mother's love. Staying is brutally hard. The pain is almost unbearable. And sometimes we have to run to save our own lives. If you were someone who wanted to stay but was pushed away, I'm sorry. My heart aches for you and for the love trapped inside you that you wish you could have given. May it find a worthy outlet. If you are someone who needed someone to stay and they didn't, I'm sorry. May you find yourself wrapped in a love far beyond what humans are capable of. In this season of the ancestors, in their veneration, in the telling of their stories, we are awash in those feelings of grief-tinged love. Love that is born of pain. Love that bears pain. And just as I experienced at the sickbed of Torin this week, our well-loved ancestors are waiting all around us to hold us in our pain and in our grief and to lend us their strength. They are not far away. Just a breath and a whisper and maybe a prayer. While our son was sick, I did lots of magic. Magic broths, magic potions, incantations, calling on the um, main powers of his astrological charts, calling on his future self and highest self for his healing. I was steeped in magical practice and we went to the doctor and we got an antibiotic and I was supremely grateful for that. I thought a lot this week about the alienation of so many people from the healthcare system in the past few years. This is a wave that's been growing in intensity and strength for the past 10 or 15 years that I'm aware of where people are feeling less and less supported by our healthcare system. They are trusting it less, using it less. And in many ways, I am one of those people. And 
I am also aware of the great good that this system has done for many people, including myself. It saved Torrin's life at birth, and it saved his life again this week with medicine. The Western healthcare system of the United States and most developed nations, technologically developed, modern technologically developed. <laughs> Gotta be really careful with my language there. Are so good at saving a life. Mending what's broken. Stopping the spread of infection. But we do this without much wisdom and at great cost. Medicine of the future will be much wiser. Now it's reckless and effective in crisis, but ineffective in long-term chronic illness, ineffective in recovering from trauma, ineffective in balancing our hormones, We have much wisdom to strive for in modern medicine. And we have gifts to celebrate. Modern medicine is where you want to go if you've had a trauma of the physical body, a car accident, falling from a ladder. You don't want a shaman or an herbalist in those situations unless they're all you've got access to. (laughs) You want an MD or a DO. But if your life force is waning and your body is hurting and your mind is foggy and you're not sure why, you might want a shaman or an herbalist. And by shaman, I mean a spirit worker. I know the word shaman is charged right now and for good reasons. We have to be mindful of our language. But whether you're at the doorstep of the hospital or at the office of the herbalist, you can always link yourself to the power of the ancestors, to the gifts of the planetary bodies. of Jupiter, of Saturn to strengthen the bones, of Mars to invigorate the blood, of Uranus to clear the nervous system and Mercury. We always have access to these archetypal powers in our healing, no matter what path we choose to take. We can take an antibiotic and clear our lymph system with cleavers. There is a great marriage and union of modern medicine and the perennial wisdom traditions that is just waiting to emerge. And in some places it is emerging 
This is true holism. When our healing is supported by all the best that all traditions have to offer. When we can employ medical astrology, herbalism, acupuncture, chiropractic care, massage, craniosacral therapy, orthopedics, neurology, immunology, endocrinology, sound medicine. When we live in a world when the best of all modalities are available to us, we will know wellness that we have not known before. And it will be an era of peace. When we are well, our bodies are not in pain. Our minds are not trapped in the past and trauma. Then our actions are balanced and moving toward what we truly desire rather than being hijacked by our suffering. So many of our actions in the world are outward manifestations of inner pain. I've been using an old recipe, slightly changed for my purposes, for an elixir called Felix Cordis, which means the happy heart in Latin. This elixir has mimosa bark and cardamom and rose petals and hibiscus and linden and hawthorn berries and raw honey. And it has given me such an emotional buoyancy throughout Torin's illness and has helped me keep my heart open and trusting no matter what happened. I am so grateful for the part that herbs have played in my health, in my healing, in my wellness, in my family's health, and in their healing and in their wellness. And I know in my experience that herbs and plants are not enough. They are part of a much bigger puzzle, part of a much bigger method. I've become really concerned about fundamentalism all throughout our communities. There are fundamentalist herbalists who would never go to a traditional doctor for any reason traditional meaning Western medicine doctor. I think that is dangerous, especially when children are involved. There are fundamentalist science-based believers who would never see an herbalist or would never want to hear anything about astrology or um, anything that's not Western medicine oriented. I think that is dangerous. I'm hearing about fundamentalists regarding sexual orientation, that polyamory is the only way to go, or monogamy is the only way to go. Um, fundamentalists 
in Asatru and Heathenry, Fundamentalists and Wicca. We've known of fundamentalists in Christianity for a long time, but any time our beliefs make us feel so right that we demonize anyone who doesn't believe just like us and we fear them and we feel the need to regulate them, squash them, um, get rid of them somehow, we have stepped over the threshold into zealotry and that is always wrong. There are absolutes in this world. There aren't many, but there are some. And being totally convinced of our rightness and standing on our rightness, telling everyone else about their wrongness is, is not the way to go. It's not the path you want to walk. Or maybe it is the path you want to walk. Who am I to tell you? Your path is your own. But I see a lot of danger there. And I find a lot of solace in staying put, staying with the suffering, staying in the discomfort of not knowing exactly what to do, but doing our best staying in the openness of not understanding every path, but being forgiving and accepting and acknowledging that we each have our own role to play in this great unfolding. And that when we share our best with each other, it's better for everyone. So I am grateful for elderberries and I am grateful for grapeseed extract and I'm grateful for bone broth and probiotics and vitamin D and I'm grateful for amoxicillin and dexamethasone. I'm grateful for the Catholic prayer of the rosary. And I am grateful for Pluto and Saturn. I'm grateful for the nurse practitioner. And I'm grateful for my great, great grandmother, Mary Jane, who came to our aid. It all belongs. And when we cut out any of it, we put a tear in all of it because it is all the fabric of oneness. May you find yourself well and healthy this transition season, this week leading up to Samhain. And if you do not, may you find yourself in a community that can support your wellness with as many varied modalities as possible.
because diversity is the nature of wellness on this planet. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me.